0: Milwaukee, it is time for the most live 60 Minutes in Radio. Bringing you pop culture, sports, entertainment, and all the trending topics. Keeping it real and telling you like it is. This is nothing but the truth on the new 1017 The Truth. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at The Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is your host, Melanie Ricks. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's
1: nothing but the truth. We in the booth, up in here, we about to get loose somewhere. Two geeks, uh huh, two cool, uh huh. Put them out, I'm trying to see who's who. You got Melanie Ricks, go follow Melanie Picks, whatever Melanie wants, you know, whatever Melanie gets, you got Ben Jim with the track blaze. If you let him tell it, it's amazing. From 2 to 1, that's a power hour. we gon' gonna keep it 100 like a whole dollar. Paula Med, but they can pop the cows, cause kept it so really and show about it. And that's the truth, baby. Ah! Oh. That's the truth, baby. Ah! Oh. That's the truth, baby. Ah! Oh. That's the truth, baby. Oh. The truth, baby. Oh. Talk to me. 1017, 1017, 1017. 10-17. We a T start snapping on chest of 1017, we T we're gonna crack it on test of a 1017, go and put them on chest of what's happening on 10-17.
2: Nation and happy Monday. You are tuned into nothing but the truth with Melanie Ricks, who's on assignment. I am your girl Noni Juice holding it down, doing my thing, my thug thizzle. You know what I'm saying? I got Benjamin with me on the ones and twos.
1: It's amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah. And like I said, happy Monday, you guys. How was your weekend? I had a really, really uh great weekend. I really, real quick, I just want to say, shout out to Tommy G, man. You know, Tommy G was chopping it up with us. I know he just got off air with Sherwin not too long ago, but we were just chopping it up in the producer studio, me, Ben, Zach, DD Brother Z, and um love those conversations. Like the off air conversations are always some of my favorite because we get down into the nitty gritty of it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, some things some things just happen so much natural naturally when we're in those conversations in the studio so shout out to Tommy G for talking to us and coming through today um but yeah back to the weekend how was your weekend been jamming it was amazing see you know what I don't like when you do this because you was all geeked up in the studio literally five minutes ago and now when I'm talking to you you want to have an attitude
1: you know what? Okay, I apologize. Let me run that back. It was amazing. All right, all right, Juice World. I had an amazing, uh, amazing weekend. Had time to rest, get my mind right. Okay, but one of my favorite things of all time to do. I don't know if y'all know. All right, but one thing that Ben and love to do is spend time with myself. Yes. All right, I took a self care day yesterday. All right, uh, much uh, needed, probably too. Much needed. Okay, a lot of a lot of stress on the brain. All right, but I took time to sit back and uh, watch a lot of interviews. That's one thing that I like to do get get my peace time going. I like to watch interviews on various a variety of different things that I like watching. Whether it's uh, future tech, you know, talking about the Apple Vision uh Visual, Vision Pro glasses they got out there, or whether it's just dope interviews that I like watching, like the interview with Usher and uh, Uncle Shay Shay, or the interview with Kenan Thompson, uh, you know, all that star and uh, SNL's I guess less SNL longest running mate. yeah
2: okay stuff Keenan like that thompson.
1: yeah Keenan, Keenan thompson yeah that's the type of stuff that i like to watch and just get into especially over my throughout my weekend just so i can get a peace of mind how was your how was your weekend though juice like What'd you get into?
2: <sighs> it was really good. I'm not going to lie. I had a great Friday. Um, a lot of things came into. You ever had that feeling where a lot of stuff just feels like it's coming into alignment for you mm. on like a certain day? Friday was one of those things where I felt like God was talking to me.
1: The universe know? was speaking to you?
2: No, God was speaking to me. Okay. I don't do Correct
1: universe. Me. Correct me. You know what Correct I'm saying?
2: As, like, you know, depending on some people The universe. I don't do. Listen, God, Jesus, uh, Holy Spirit was talking to me. Okay. What did he tell you? And he was just reaffirming some things that i have been asking him about and so friday was definitely one of those days where i all the aspects of my life that i'm trying to improve like this year and just you know for my life purposes you know a lot of that came into alignment even just like small things like i got a certain check or like something Mm. got delivered from amazon or like i heard some really great news Mm. like even just like the little small things but um you know, just a little God message to me. So that was really great on Friday. Saturday was really cool. I went, saw my baby boo blaze, you know, my dog. You don't have a dog. We're not going to get into it. But I, I went and saw my dog.
1: You don't have a dog. And
2: I was chilling with my mom. I run a, ran a lot of errands. You know what I'm saying? And I actually have a funny UW Credit Union story. <laughs> Should I even get into it right now? Why not? I'm going to get into it you really, a really, really quick. Um. So I lost my. I hope you didn't care. You're not listening. I lost my credit card. I lost my credit card. <laughs> but I know it's somewhere in the house. I don't think I lost it somewhere out in public. You I know, think I think, I think it's somewhere in the crib, but I can't find it. I haven't been able to find it for like two months now.
1: Dog, just cancel it at this point. And
2: so you don't
1: you don't know where that credit card I, had at Okay, all. so I was, you don't know somebody <laughs> stole it or did. <dead. laughs> Talking about this in the ground, but around it's the, not, the ground here somewhere. It's not it's
2: compromised. Gone. It was not compromised. Nobody's been using it. I've been monitoring it, whatever. So I'm like, it's not compromised. It's just somewhere lost. I'm really big on numbers. I right. don't want my credit card number to change. Okay. But by me going to a UW Credit Union and saying, hey, I lost my credit card, they're going to the give though. me a new set of numbers. So I took myself to UW Credit Union and I was like, hey, can I get a new card design? And then they were like, okay, where's your old car so we can do this new design for you?
1: Got down to business. And I was
2: like, oh, I left it at home. Like, I, I left it at home. But I, it's not lost or nothing because they asked me specifically. They said, hey, is it lost or you just want a new design? A to these and people. And <laughs> I lied. <laughs> I straight up lied. And I was like, no, it's not lost. I just accidentally left it at home and I want a new design, a new car design. They show me the designs. It's only two designs. Okay. And I got one of them. So the only option was like this ugly W Badgers one looking one. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, in my head, I'm like, okay, Carrie, just get this new car. Because I was going to Chicago on Sunday. So I said, I want a credit card just in case, you know, for emergencies, whatever. And I'm like, okay, I'll just get this ugly looking card since that's the only other option they got. And then later on, I'll change it back to my gray one. I just don't want my numbers changed. I do not want my numbers changed. So they were like, "Okay, we're gonna have to call the car services people and you know try to get you the car." Pretty much, the car services people was like, "If you're you don't have the car with you to turn into us, we cannot ah! get you a new car." With like they said you could get a new car, but it's gonna be different numbers. Yeah. Or you can bring that card in, and then we can exchange it for the new design or whatever. I didn't want to go back on what I said because then he would know I lied. If I'm like, "Well, dang, I I did lie." I just needed, I guess, just get a whole new card. Because I don't have the card, so I can't bring it back regardless. So I'm going to have to get new numbers regardless. I just didn't want him to know that I had, like, told a little lie. And so I had to leave empty-handed with no credit card. But I'm going to have to go get it (laughs) sometime this week, I guess.
1: You you know what, though, Juice, because I've definitely been in your situation before. Like, I I was looking around for a credit card, and um, I misplaced it. I misplaced it. I didn't didn't know what his credit card was for a solid, like— Four, five months. But the day that I wanted this credit card, I had to look around everywhere. And you want to know where it was at? Where was it? It was actually inside of my blazer from when we went to the WBAs last year. Oh. And yeah. So I said that all to say, you know, maybe your credit card is in an outfit of yours that you haven't worn in a long time.
2: It could be, but like I just have not been able to find it. Like maybe it's somewhere in the couch or something like that. It's
1: in one of your clothes. But it's in your clothes. guess. Like, yeah, if
2: I you. don't find it, I'm gonna have to just get a new one. So sorry, it, UW Credit Union for lying. It it could be in your clothes. I'm we telling you. We appreciate your partnership here on the truth. You need to you need to go wash your
1: clothes. <laughs> That's what it is.
2: I've washed my clothes often. That's how I know. Is I almost wash my clothes too much? Corey, mm. be like, yo your clothes is gonna get uh messed up you keep washing them all the time but yeah. i don't know i just haven't found it i looked in my jackets i've looked in my purses i just don't know where it is but i'm gonna have to go into a credit union and get a new one anyway but anyway i didn't get my credit card but i did try to get a credit card and then sunday i went to chicago for i am black girl curls is galentine's brunch so i am black girl curls is my natural hair stylist they have a company they have a business where they give a lot of natural hair tips and um, give you tutorials. They help you with your natural hair. I get a lot of questions about my natural hair, so if you guys are interested, please follow them on Instagram. It is I am Black Girl Curls.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I am Black Girl Curls. And so they had a really beautiful brunch. It was unlimited mimosas. We got a well, like three course meal. We had a it was an appetizer, the main course, and then the dessert. Uh, but unlimited unlimited mimosas. And we got a special gift. I got to talk to a lot of cute girlies. Girls get everything. In Chicago. And we took some cute pictures. And it was just a really great, fun time going to Chicago. So shout out to I Am Black Girl Curls and my hairstylist, Aisha Strickland, for, you know, helping your girl out. But, yeah, that was my weekend. But also this weekend, Benjamin, I watched the Netflix documentary that you told me to watch, which is about... What is it called? The We Are the World song, but it is called... The Greatest Night in Pop. Is that what it's called? The The Greatest greatest Night night in Pop. Pop. Yeah, The Greatest Night in Pop on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I'm really glad that you told me to watch it. Sherwin talked about it as well. I know you talked about it as well. And it was just so interesting to see. I don't want to give too much away just in case people want to go watch it for themselves. But the vocals and just the creativity and the overall... Just greatness of all of the artists who participated in the We Are The World song. It really showed in the in this film. Yeah. You know, it started off a little slow to me. I don't know. if Did it start off slow to you? I
1: think it did start off pretty slow. Yeah. Um, the film does start off uh, kind of slow, but ultimately it leads up to a great climax. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, Harry Belafonte uh, uniting everyone. See, and this is one of the things, right? When you when you work working with a team of people, there's so many different personalities. Uh, everybody has their own schedule. Everybody has their own, uh, for lack of better words, icks, things that they just cannot stand. However, they were able to get everybody on the same accord, same page. And even when there was uh, arguments or or, or or conflicts happening inside of the studio session, there was a p- point in time in the documentary where Harry Belafonte, and if people don't know, he, uh, his famous song is the... Oh! they like come in we want to come on. <laughs> no, but that was a unifying <laughs> song for everybody in that uh, studio session and it was just so crazy to think to myself like wow, I can't believe that this was a moment in time that everyone who had influence on pop culture were all in the same room fighting yes. for the same cause. Cuz for people who don't know that uh, the we are the world song one of the biggest reasons the song even came together is because people like a Quincy Jones and Michael Jackson truly wanted to find a record that could unite the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and they decided to pick all the greatest artists that they could possibly find at this time in 1985 to unite and do one song and perform for one song free. together.
2: They did not get paid for this. I didn't know that part. No, they didn't get paid for it. To my knowledge, they did not get paid for it. It was strictly just done off of like volunteer, charity work, whatever. And I think the craziest part to me was the song premiered at the same time across the world. Mm. And so everybody was listening to the same song at the same time. And it just became a great unifying track to yeah. the to the world and you know kids are singing it and people from different walks we of life different races it was just done off of the strength of hey i want to be a part of this or i don't know what this is necessarily because a lot of people participated they just was there off the strength
1: they We like, are the children. i don't know what to do
2: i don't know what we're gonna do but i'm here i'm seeing a lot of people come and it's amazing they picked the night of the amas while everybody was in town To Do This, Michael Jackson was there. You had Stevie Wonder there. Diana Ross, Deanne Warwick, um, Ray Charles. Oh my God, Ray Charles. Come Mm -hmm. on now. Lionel Richie, I don't know if I said him, but you all know. Yeah, Y'all know the song.
1: Smokey Robinson. Right,
2: Y'all know who was there. Y'all know the song. And
1: that was another thing too, because again, anybody who's growing up in this creative field that we're in, whether it's media, whether you're a music artist, a lot of us only ever were able to see a Smokey Robinson in his older years, right? Like I'm actually used to seeing Smokey Robinson with no beard, right? Like I didn't even know the man could grow a beard. However, you know, you turn back to t- times of uh, times of the clock or whatever, and you look at this documentary and you actually see Smokey Robinson and he has a beard and he still got green eyes and stuff like that. But it's crazy to see like the transition that people make in, th- in-, in their lifetime. Like you may see somebody when they're they're old not realizing they've already lived a whole entire life before you were even thought of, you know? So it was just amazing to kind of see. And like we were talking about before, Juice, you know, what would it take, you know, for the artists of today to create a We Are The World? I mean, do you even think there's an artist out here right now Currently in 2024, with the artists that we do have that could actually make a We Are the World song and it be that impactful. Like the We Are the World, again, I'm born in 92. You were born in 1995. Yep. So it's one of these Dang, things.
2: Dang, what you telling my age? Well, we're, we're You the never late 1900s. tell a
1: woman's age. Whatever. You're <laughs> an old fart, okay? Just like <laughs> me, an old fart. All right.
2: You're not even the fart. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Shout could, out could, Ice
1: Spice. Could I Spice be on the We Are the World? No. <laughs> <laughs> Ice Minaj, Spice did like. not. And
2: I don't think it would have the same impact. You know, one of the things that I really appreciated about the artists who were on that song mm. is they had their own creativity. They were extremely unique. They had vocals without auto tune. You have to remember that. These are just their raw, talented sounding voices. They are raw, talented sounding. Um, they were just unique they were so unique and today we have a lot of people who sound the same we have a lot of people who can't sing raw But we got, we
1: got other artists out here who not can big, sing raw no, I'm and saying we,
2: not big big artists and, and, I'm saying that with, would make an impact on this song
1: you know but even with that being said though Juice like everybody tries to downplay autotune alright like come on now Auto tune is also a vibe. It's it's actual an instrument, and it, and you got to put more respect on it. I don't have to do that. Well, maybe not you, but I would say because you can should.
2: overuse something and it turn it into disgustingness.
1: Sure, that's very true. And if you don't use it properly, you know it will it it. it who will perish with you or whatever. However, you know, if we did do a We Are The World today, I'm pretty certain there would be some auto-tune in there.
2: But that's what I'm saying. I don't think it would have the same impact or it would even sound as good with all the auto-tune on it. That's mm-hmm. what I think it needs to be without the auto-tune, with people with just their raw voices, their raw talent on these tracks. Like Beyonce should be on there, obviously. I mean, she's
1: definitely would be somebody. But we got to put a Taylor Swift her. on there. Oh, yeah. You know, it'd have to be Beyonce. It'd have to be uh, Taylor Swift. Um, Who else would you ask? uh, Usher'd have to be on there. I'd I'd say, you know, Jay-Z got to be on there. Got to put Jay-Z on there. We should have some rappers on there. We we got to have some rappers. If we're talking about We Are The World, we got to think about all the genres that actually unify people. I mean, even with that being said, maybe even a Bad Bunny.
2: Yeah, Bad Bunny. I think Drake. Drake would be awesome on there. Um, Summer Walker, without the auto-tune, would be amazing on there. Um I th- I would say like a Mary J Faith Evans but I know they're a little bit older they're not like a modern day vocalist but Janae Aiko would be great on there because she, yes, because she origi- oh. she's like one of the original voices of our age. Because I know Sade was like the first ones for real, for real, to like uh, have on. that type Come of music. On now.
1: Look, Janae, Janae Aiko ain't no Sade. Now.
2: I didn't say she was, but I'm saying as far as talking or singing in a very light and airy, Tune ish I want to say she paved the way for a Janae Haeko, I guess is what I'm saying. They're definitely not the same. I'm not comparing the two at all. But in that lane of that type of singing, I would 100% say that Janae, I'm not actually, (laughs) that Janae (laughs) should be on there. Like Janae opened the door for all these other girls who don't know how to sing, but they use an auto tune and they speak it in cursive. They sing it in cursive. That's what I call it. They sing in cursive. Okay. You know, but Janae would have to be on there.
1: I don't know. May, may, you Kanye know what? would have to be on there. You know what, Truth Nation, call in, text in, 833 Who do you think in 2024 today would actually make sense to be on the We Are The World remix of 2024? Yeah, redo, recover, yeah, yeah, cover. A, a recover or something like that. Call in, text in. Let us know who you think should be on the next We Are The World record. Should it be Ben Jammin'? Should Ben be on We Are The World should Rihanna? Should Rihanna be on the next We Are the World record? Should be? On, should Taylor Swift be on the next We, we Are need the some World? We need some country people too, um, and some rock and roll people. Harry Styles maybe. I get tired of people bringing Harry Styles up. He, he's he's just hot right now. He's not gonna go nowhere. But call in, text in eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Right now we're going to the lines. Al from Summer Park, you are on with nothing but the truth. Melanie Ricks who is out on assignment. I am Benjamin, and that is Carrie Noting Juice. What is your question or comment?
4: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I was thinking about if we did a We Are the World Today, I was thinking more of who could put it together and lead it. Mm. I think Lionel Richie could still put together a number of people. I'd like to see Bruno Mars. Yeah! Uh, maybe, maybe Lenny Kravitz could come out. Um, uh, who else did I have in? Aloe Black. Um, i could i could see those that type of vibe not not any of our um our rap singers i don't no you don't think, no, you don't
2: sure think we should put it. rap on there because um, you know they didn't have any rappers on the original one so maybe since hip-hop is such a big uh genre today maybe we could add some hip-hop artists you don't think so
4: no uh, uh, hip-hop is overdone come on it's, it's a bunch of people who are reciting poetry to a beat but Years from now, are you going to hear that in your dentist office on the music? I don't think so. <laughs> or in the elevator.
2: So you want to keep it to home? more of like a pop, pop-ish.
4: A full range of music with beats and harmony, chords, instruments, not just a bunch of uh, rap lyrics. Oh, and you know what tripped me out? I saw an article that um, supposedly J-Hood wants to do a versus with fantasia
2: i could see that yeah i could see it fantasia I, I got think more J-Hood songs would Blow though.
4: Her out the water what i think j-hood would blow her out the water though with the vocals yeah I, see to me fantasia has that nasally cat on the hot tin roof um <laughs> voice eartha kit who else had that nasally? maybe aretha wasn't quite as nasally as fantasia but i, I just think j-hood would blow her out the water no,
2: I, I can't see where you're coming from. Me personally, I would need to hear J Hub right now and then hear Fantasia right now and compare the two. But me personally, as far as like energy goes, when performing, I'm picking a Fantasia, and I think Fantasia has more songs that we relate to. Yeah. But Jennifer Hudson, she know how to s- sing it from her gut. Okay, she know how to belch it out
1: real, real well. I could truly see them going toe to toe. And uh, Al from Summer Park, thank you once again for calling in. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that your opinion was va- valued, but you had dis- you disrespected hip hop, bro. Don't <laughs> sit back and act like rap didn't didn't change. Uh, people's lives don't act like uh, uh the hip hop.
2: He might not just like he ain't saying all of that, uh, maybe. He, I think he's just saying he don't really like hip hop himself. Well,
1: well, maybe so. But we're talking about making the next greatest We Are the World. You cannot do the We Are the yeah, World without hip hop. Without hip hop, yeah. come on now. It, we it. just celebrate, came off the 50th year of hip hop. Al, I like you, but now nah, I don't. Um, <laughs> call in Truth Nation 833 2121017. Who do you think should be on the next We Are the World remix? Could We Are the World be even made in 2024 and make the same impact that it yep. did in 1985? I don't think so. Call, call in, text in. This is number the truth. Melanie Ricks. I am Ben jamming. That I is am Carrie Donju. Juice. juice? Melanie Ricks is out on assignment, but she will be back here tomorrow. Call in, text in, and let us know what y'all thoughts are. Who should be on the next We Are the World? That is right. We'll be right back.
0: Don't touch that dial. Nothing But The Truth with Melanie Ricks will be right back on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Nothing But The Truth with Melanie Ricks on 1017 Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
2: What's up, Truth Nation? Welcome back. You are tuned in to Nothing But The Truth with Melanie Riggs, who is on assignment. I'm your girl, Noni Juice, holding it down, and we are live from the American Family Insurance Studio at The Avenue, all right? As you just heard, that is We Are The World, and that is what we are talking about right now because Netflix just dropped the greatest night in pop, which is about how the song We Are The World was made, and we're asking you guys, Who would you guys want to be on a modern day version? If we were to make one in present day today, what artists do you think should be on it? And do you think it would still have the same impact as the original We Are The World? Call in or text in at 833-212-1017. Right now we've got Rob on the line. And hello, Rob. How you doing? And how do you feel about the We Are The World?
4: Hey, I'm good. Hope you're all are doing good there, too. I just want to say that song was so iconic, especially for that time period, that there, it wouldn't be the same. There's nobody that can be on that song or make it the same today. In today's world, is just so different, and the feel of it just wouldn't be the same. So no matter who you put on it, it just wouldn't be the same. I don't think it can happen again.
2: Oh, well, thank you so much, Rob. I kind of feel like, I kind of feel the same way. I don't think it would have the same impact um, I don't think it would sound the same. Like I said, the creativity of who all we had at the time in the beginning. It was just it was just crazy. It was crazy to hear all of them come together and them have such um, be so iconic, you know, in their own right. But we also have out Al on the line. Hey, Al. And how you feeling about the we are the world? Do you think we could do it today and who would be on it?
3: I think we can do it, and it could be even better. You can throw some Lenny Kravitz, some Maxwell. You could do Dollar Ray. You could bring in Millie Jackson. You could bring in Corey Hebron. She's another Janice Joplin. You can mix it up and make it so fire, but we got to get rid of that simple-minded thinking because wisdom is about diversity and growth. But if you're still stuck in the cellar, well, how will you be able to see forward? Well,
2: I can agree with that, but who do you think from today, like modern day people, because I know you mentioned Maxwell, that would be great, but that's more of like a 90s, early 2000 type of people. Who would you see in 2024?
3: Well, well you can use, um, you can go with Beyonce, you can go with that, uh, what's the girl who was in the, 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 I can't think of the color purple. Oh, uh, Jennifer Hudson. You can use Jennifer Hudson. It is so many people with so many high levels of voices you can use. You can use
1: you ben can Benjamin, right? Great. You said who? You you can use Benjamin, right? Benjamin should be on there. You,
3: if you can hit that no higher than heaven, you can outdo them. There's take your place and create your audience. We are there's, the world. A, there's, we there's, are the children. There's, there's a way that you can deliver it. And get you some big sisters from the church because they got all that air and tear the house down. So it can be done because we're talking about diversity and growth. Uh-huh. So, yeah, make it rain. Make it pop.
2: Well, we appreciate you and your comments out. Thank you yep. so much for calling in. <laughs> um, we got a couple people on the text line, eight three three two one two one zero one seven. 833-212-1017. Angela says, who should be on it today? Childish Gambino and Her. Y'all know I love me some Her. Well, I don't know if y'all know. But I definitely think that Her would be an amazing person to put on there. I love her voice. I love uh, how she does things. She's she's a really great person. She's a great artist. A very great artist. Um, We have Ronnie who says, you should have two groups. The R&B, We Are The World, and then the rap. We're the same gang. Everyone mm. keeps talking about calling us gang. Because somebody, Kelvin, on our YouTube chat said rap had self-destruction and we're all in the same gang. Why everybody keep talking about gangs?
1: Um, I think they're just talking about gang is, hey, we're all a group. I get it. I, like I, we're all in the same. We're all in the same, the same the boat. We're, we're all in the, same-, all the same chain gang. But I actually want to take a shot at Terrence because really what he goes on to say is that self-destruction was the very first We Are The World, and I understand We Are The World for hip-hop. I understand the context of what you're talking about, but no, it wasn't, okay? It wasn't We Are The World. We Are The World went around the world, all right? That in 19... I forget when Self Destruction was actually made. I know it was made in the 80s, but that was for, for that specific time in New York. It didn't have a whole bunch of Atlanta rappers on there, didn't have California rappers on there, didn't have Midwest rappers on there. So I can't say that Self Destruction is uh, equitable to we are the world. It just doesn't make sense to me because we are the world again when around the world and that's the difference. You know, even when uh, Carrie dropped that dropped that tidbit of information talking about when we are the world dropped, the whole world listened, all right? Self-destruction is still falling off on deaf ears, okay? Because if people actually really would have listened, maybe we wouldn't be talking about so much destruction in our music today, All right. Um, but call in. Text in 83 2121017. Who should be on the next We Are the World? Can there be another We Are the World in 2024? Or are we too divided in the United mm. States of mm. America to be able to do it today?
2: That is right. But another thing, you know, like like Ben said, call in 833 2121017. But on the other side, you guys, obviously last night was Grammy night. A lot of people are talking about what happened on the Grammys, you know, from Killer Mike to Victoria Monet, Jay-Z, all this other stuff. But my question is, why are we seeking validation from the Grammys? Like, why do we feel like we even need a Grammy to feel like we are Great even though we should know Already that we are great so we are gonna Get into some Grammy Conversations on the other side If you have something to say about the Grammys Or we are the world make sure you text or call In at 833-212-1017 And make sure you keep it locked Here it's nothing but the truth
0: Nothing but the truth With Melanie Ricks returns after This on 1017 the truth The truth app and 1017 The You are listening to Nothing But The Truth with Melanie Ricks on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I can do anything. Yeah. L
2: no. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. I can do. Anything. What's up, y'all, and welcome back. To nothing but the truth with Melanie Ricks, who is on assignment. I'm Noni Juice, holding it down. And we just had a, a cool discussion about We Are the World on Netflix. The Greatest Night in Pop, it dropped. And if you feel like we would be able to do it today. And if so, who would you want on it? 833 212 But I also want to talk about the Grammys. Because last night was Grammy night. And we all know, you know, the winners from it now. Shout out to Victoria Monet. Shout out to Coco Jones. Killer Mike, he, Won all three of his categories before being escorted out in handcuffs. Um, Jay-Z, he had a lot to say when he won, what is it, the Dr. Dre's Impact Award? Or Global Impact Award? Global. Global Impact Award. And that's the thing that I kind of want to hit on right now. Because he went on to say, you know, talking about Beyonce and how she has the most Grammys Out of all time, mind you, all time, this woman has the most Grammys and I believe she is the most Grammy nominated, but she never won album of the year. He's like, that doesn't work. The math ain't math. And how does this make sense? And the reason why I'm kind of bringing this up is because we all know who Beyonce is. We all know that Beyonce is literally Beyonce. Right. We appreciate her artistry. And it's kind of two points that I want to make. The first point is if Beyonce isn't winning album of the year or let's say Drake and 21 Savage aren't beating out Killer Mike, no shots at Killer Mike. I heard his album. I thought it was good, but it doesn't seem like winning the Grammy actually means that your song was the best or your album was the best or whatever you were nominated for was necessarily the best. And I don't know how they go about Voting on these things, apparently, it's a group of people who are anonymous that we don't know who they are, and they go on and Rico they vote for these things.
1: Actually, a part of the Grammy panel, just to let you know.
2: I mean, I have heard of that too, but I'm saying the actual people who vote, the other people who vote. Yes, he's on there, but I'm saying where is everybody else? Who okay. are they? Exactly. So we don't know how it, they are necessarily voting on these things. Are they voting based off of community impact and the culture? Are they? Are they voting based off of just a one time listen? Maybe they have to listen to it themselves and they're and they're deciding. But we all know that the Grammys does not actually award people for how well their work is or how good their work necessarily is. So with Jay-Z talking about, you know, Beyonce and all this other stuff of how she oh we have audio on it. OK, let's play the audio then, Ben.
4: I'm just saying we just we want y'all to get it right. We love y'all. We love y'all, we love y'all. We want y'all to get it right. At least get it close to right. And obviously it's subjective. Y'all don't got to clap at everything. Obviously it's, sub- <laughs> obviously it's subjective because, you know, it's music and it's opinion-based. But, you know, some things, you know, I don't want to embarrass this young lady, but she has more Grammys than everyone and never won album of a year. So even by your own metrics, that doesn't work. Think about that. Most Grammys never won Album of the Year. That doesn't work, you know. Some of you, some of you gonna go home tonight and feel like you've been robbed. Some of you may hit, Rob.
2: And also in that he said, some of you don't even deserve to be in the category. And I think that that is fact. I'm so glad he went up there nervous because he said, you know, when I'm nervous, I tell the truth. He keep it one on one seven, and he went out there and said, listen. This doesn't make sense and it doesn't make sense. So I'm trying to figure out why do we still want to be validated by the Grammys? That's my first question. Why do we still want to be validated by the Grammys when we know that it's not really, it, like you said, it's subjective. It's not really based off of your actual skills, your actual talent and the impact that you are having on the culture in the community. That's one. Now two, with Him sticking up for Beyonce, you know, somewhat against Taylor Swift because this year Taylor Swift actually did win album of the year. And if we do recall, Kanye West stood up for Beyonce once before over Taylor Swift saying that she was supposed to win. It wasn't at the Grammys. I think it was at the MAs. If I'm not mistaken, MTV Awards, one of the two. But is Beyonce only like black famous? Like, do we think Beyonce is only popular within our own personal communities? Because on YouTube of that clip of Jay-Z saying what he said, there were a lot of white people in the comments talking about, oh, Taylor Swift is better than Beyonce. Are you kidding me? Like, Beyonce is overrated. Even the year before when Beyonce lost to Harry Styles, they were like, Harry Styles was better than Beyonce. And so it just made me think, like, is Beyonce only famous within our own community is she only black famous or do black people only hold her to this regard because obviously we know beyonce is an extremely hard worker her vocals are insane her concerts are the epitome of like michael jackson level entertainment you know what i'm saying and i don't see that from taylor swift so is beyonce just black famous
1: 833-212-1017 ben what do you think um, I would say that she actually is a, a universal icon. Uh, it is Beyonce. I understand that Taylor Swift looks up to a Beyonce. However, when we look at the population or the demographic that Taylor Swift and Beyonce both serve, happens to be a large demographic of Caucasian people who actually reside in this here America. So of course is going to be biased because everybody needs their own hero. Okay. So Taylor Swift and seeing she is she a dancer? Is she a songwriter? Entertainer. No. I think when you talk about having the trifecta, she has two of the trifecta. However, there is a Beyonce who does all three pretty mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. All right. And I think that's what equates to you being a a superstar. Um However, you know, again, Taylor Swift is going to have a large demographic of white people out there that's gonna love her because, again, white people need their champion just like black people need their champion, you know. However, I think Beyonce is a person who is universal to where, you know, she's not just here in America popping, she's not just in Canada popping, she's not just in Japan popping, she's a global superstar. Who's bigger? Beyonce, in my honest opinion, Mm -hmm. um, she's been winning much longer. Taylor Swift literally just, in my opinion, just started winning in 2008 when she just got on. You know, so I could talk about the racial disparages when it comes down to entertainers being in the entertainment industry. And because you may be of a lighter complexion, you may be more successful than the artist who doesn't have that kind of connection. You know what I'm saying? So is Beyonce bigger? Yes, yes. It's unfortunate that she's being compared to a Taylor Swift mm-hmm. when her career supersedes a Taylor Swift's career. You know, my thing of it always is, and as I as I said it before, and I say it again, you know, you can't measure somebody's career. You can't measure somebody's career off of when they're when they're hot. And when somebody's hot, they're just hot. You gotta wait for that fall off to come. That fall off is gonna reveal everything, you know. So wait for the fall off and then see if that person's actually still hot. Wait for the fall off and then uh, see if that person still can uh can still draw a crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, right now, Taylor Swift is on her run and uh, it's been a great run. I appreciate her run. I listen to her music. I'm actually uh, somebody who, who is inspired from what Taylor Swift has done musically and artistically. But is it Beyonce level?
2: <laughs> That's what I'm I'll saying. You it's not Beyonce level. So I'm trying to figure out and I guess, you know, what you were saying as far as, okay, well, every community needs their own hero or their own shiro, And so they're looking at Taylor Swift as their hero. But bump that you know forget that beyonce i don't care if i i like her a lot right i'm not gonna sit up here and say oh i think her is better than beyonce just because i prefer to listen to like a her or i might prefer to listen to somebody else facts are facts and if beyonce is better in every single category across the board over taylor swift it just makes sense to own up to that and be like listen. Beyonce is top tier. She is a top tier artist. And so it just made me wonder, like, does the world see her how we see her? You know, does the world see Beyonce how we in the black community see Beyonce? Cause mm-hmm. we sometimes have her in the same conversation as Michael Jackson. Right. And you know, Michael Jackson was big all over the world. He was a phenomenon, you know, and, I don't know if other communities hold her to that same regard. And I almost want to say it's because maybe Beyonce didn't really tailor her. She didn't really, she grew with us, her generation. She grew with us and the gen, what's Torynem's in them? Um, gen X's. She vibes with them. Right. But I'm seeing a lot of the younger girls, like the little girls, the teenagers, the five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 year olds. They are gravitating towards Taylor Swift. And so is, Beyonce, you know, her not necessarily marketing herself to a younger audience as time has gone gone on. Has that made her less impactful or less big of an artist?
1: Let's let's just be real. Let's just be real. Talk to me. What's up? Because if if we're talking, we want to go down a rabbit hole real quick before we go to break. You know, optics play a big, a big role in someone's success. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Beyonce is obviously a black woman. Um, In the past decade, she's made. Records that cater towards more towards black women and even the black plight here in America. Whereas Taylor Swift has the benefit of being America's princess. OK, mm. and mostly because she has the complexion for the connection. Mm. All right. She is a Euro-centric I like woman. I mean, that's just the truth. She's a Eurocentric woman. And I think this is something that Michael Jackson understood. All right. I think this is something that Michael Jackson understood. The lighter you are, the better connection that you do have. That's one of the reasons I think Michael Jackson decided to turn white. All right. He already knew he already had a black ben, base.
2: He, I can't he, let you disrespect Michael Jackson. I'm
1: not, right Look, he had vitiligo. He had vitiligo. This is very true. But it doesn't mean that him having vitiligo that he couldn't have powdered himself darker. He could have powdered himself darker. Right. <laughs> like on the Bad album. On Bad, he was, he was still a light skinned brother then. But by the time he did the uh, did the, uh, um, <sighs> trouble in Moscow, danger in Moscow, that man was a white man. And I think it's because he needed, he felt like he needed a universal appeal. All right, so going back to the, down to the Taylor Swift, her having the complexion for the connection, I think that that is more appealing to the masses versus you being a dark skinned person based off the fact that people, uh, when you are a darker skinned person, they view, view you more as a threat, especially with the words that you decide to use. That's why Beyonce can do some things and, and, and Taylor Swift can do everything. This is why Beyonce doesn't actually go out with her natural hair color. She goes out with the golden, golden brown stuff that she likes to she wear. She has gone extra well,
2: platinum with her extra uh, platinum. Hair.
1: We have never seen Beyonce with black hair. I you have back in her early days. Ever. In her early days you yeah. definitely did. Whatever. 8332121017. Chief Nation, how y'all feeling about this? Is Beyonce only a black star? Is she only catering to The black population demographic of the world and is this why Taylor Swift is a bigger artist or if people are saying Taylor Swift is a bigger artist than Beyonce. Call Mm -hmm. in, text in, let us know how y'all feeling. 833-212-1017 When we get back, we want to hear from y'all, Truth Nation! And we want to wrap the show up with
2: a bow on the other side. Keep it locked here, y'all.
0: Nothing But The Truth with Melanie Ricks returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth App, and 1017thetruth.com. Nothing But The Truth with Melanie Ricks returns after this on 1017 Truth, The Truth App, and 1017thetruth.com.
2: Welcome back, everybody. You are tuned into Nothing But The Truth. We are having a Beyonce discussion right now. Is she more so just big in our black community? Let me know real quick before we get up out of here. 833-212-1017. We've got, I think this is Kimmit on the line, correct? You only got about, uh, I want to say 30 seconds to a minute. So try to keep it real quick, Kimmit.
4: Let's go. Hey, Noni, how you doing?
2: Hey, I'm doing well. How are
4: you? Hey, real quick. It's everything like Benjamin said. I mean, because the complexion for the connection. I mean, the thing about that is with with Taylor Swift. But Taylor Swift is, is tough, though. She's been around since, like, 2006, though, dropping albums. Mm-hmm.
3: You know?
4: So The thing about that is Beyonce, the thing about Beyonce, real quick, is that she really goes hard urban-wise. And so when you're talking about the Grammys and that white kind of washed thought process, they're looking more towards pop. And by putting her in the pop category, it's kind of tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? To be in... Taylor Swift and the rest of them—it's like hands down. I mean, Taylor Swift, hundred million—you know, she she made a hundred uh, million on her tour. Beyonce five hundred seventy nine. No, she made a billion on the tour. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Beyonce made five hundred nine million. So that kind of tells you something. That she did five hundred seventy nine million about the same date. Beyonce did fifty six dates. She did sixty. She did a billion. It's just. That's
1: what it is. No, nah, those
2: those yeah. are facts. Kevin. Yeah. appreciate you, dog. No, definitely, you gotta add the numbers up. When you crunch it together, it does make sense. But that's probably because of what Joe Budden has said before. That listen, Joe Budden was like. This is America and Taylor Swift is white. So that just makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate all of you guys for tapping in on the talk and text lines and on our YouTube chat. This has been nothing but the truth with Melanie Ricks, who's on assignment. I'm Noni Juice. That's been jamming. Thank you so much for having us. And Toy Low is up next.